everything changed. shift in the Russia-Ukrainian war. Uh, there are a lot of moving pieces, and for that we wanted to bring in uh, expert analysis, former UN weapons inspector, former Marine, uh, Scott Ritter, friend of the show. Uh, we welcome you back. Scott, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. So a lot of moving pieces. I want to get your perspective specifically on the military strategy piece of this first, the shift. You posted yesterday that this was a fundamental shift for Russia now at war with NATO. I mean, they're not pulling any punches. I think you and I have talked over the past few months that that was kind of always the case. Like, that's really what's been happening. But now to hear him say that outwardly uh, was kind of an, an amazing Of course, moment. that's what I've always um, said. What does this mean exactly for NATO countries? First, I want to start there. Like, what is the United States now going to You're do? You're not going to like this. Um, These people are acting Germany bad. Now that we, we called a spade a spade. Well, I think we need to get down to you know first principles here. Um, the United States, NATO, and Europe have had a concerted policy direction since the end of the Cold War that uh, when it comes to Russia, a calls for the perpetual weakening of Russia, up to and including the dissolution of Russia, the Russian Federation as it currently exists. Um, you know, the decade of the 1990s was all about the castration of Russia. Let's just call it what it was. It was the economic and political castration of Russia. Um, the the national security uh, establishment uh, here in the United States, there's, you know, there's papers that back this up. And I'm sure if I dug deep enough into NATO and Europe, I'd find the same that said we must make sure that Russia never again rises to the level of the Soviet Union, that though it is the West's interest to keep Russia down in perpetuity. That was the policy. The West has never been Russia's friend, never tried to be Russia's friend. It was all about economic exploitation and political castration. This is the reality that existed when Vladimir Putin came into power uh, in, in late 1999. Uh, and it's a policy that's been in play ever since then. So this notion that, you know, this, you know, NATO expansion is something new. No, NATO expansion has always been there. And we see James Baker, when he came back from his discussion with uh, Gorbachev and Shevardnadze, and he reported to the Bush National Security Council that, hey, uh, I sort of committed to uh, we're not going to expand NATO. He was shouted down and said, nope, we are expanding NATO because our policy is to permanently constrain Russia, and we need an expanded NATO to do that. Um, and so, you know, from the Russian perspective, this this war, this conflict in Ukraine, you know, it, it's not how the West has portrayed it as Russian aggression. This is Russia saying, our back has been put up against the wall. We know what you want. We know what you're trying to do. We've spent a whole bunch of time trying to talk you out of this, including promulgating two draft treaties in December 17th of last year that said, hey, why don't we just sit back and look at a new European security framework that tones everything down, backs you up, keeps us neutral, you know, a, new, a band of neutrality. We don't need to worry about direct conflict. NATO and the United States wouldn't even consider it. Instead, they were going forward with a policy that had been in place since 2014 to use Ukraine and Ukraine's uh, accession into NATO as a vehicle to gut Russia. Again, going back to the original policy to permanently 
cripple Russia to lead to the That's political. What we've uh, always said of, of Russia, uh, beyond simply removing Putin from power. Ensuring Believe me, I'd rather be inaccurate could, today. Could never be a strong leader because Russia would never be a strong nation. This is the reality. So when NATO started supplying weapons to Ukraine, Russia knew what the game was. They knew straight up what it was. It didn't take long for NATO to admit it. When we have Lloyd Austin traveling to Kiev and saying, look, the golden objective Ew. is to lead Russia dry. We're going to kill as many Russians. He didn't say it the way I'm saying, but he, he, I'm paraphrasing right. him. But he said the goal is to weaken Russia to the point that Russia can never again uh, carry out this kind of activity. And I've said this all along, that when you infuse tens of billions of dollars of military assistance into a nation like Ukraine, you, you fundamentally change the game. This is a game-changing event because what you're saying isn't that I'm simply trying to empower Ukraine to defend itself against Russian aggression. Never no, what it was about. The real game is to empower Ukraine to be able to carry out offensive action to expel Russia from the Donbass. To expel and they Russia worship Zelensky as a rock star. Crimea. And this is important. Because right now, go, man. Life's NATO about to go politically out. get away with it because legally speaking, <laughs> uh, in the eyes of much you. of the oh. world. Oh, God. Scott Ritter, ladies Father's Day is. What do you have? Okay, that was on the Clayton Morris show. Around um, the corner. Bring Scott's it. just, I guess that's a co commercial that hit, uh, you know, the uh, YouTube there. But, um, yeah, um. Yeah, no, you remember Scott Ritter, the whistleblower, uh, knows more about the military than anybody alive. Um, probably the best source that you could possibly have for anal accurate analysis, which basically I gave you from a kind of a, a spiritual side. I, you'll remember that I saw. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sweetheart. Okay, and I got beds. It's it's like a copacetic American family. We got Ben's here, and Trish bringing me a coffee. Nice. Struggling with our infirmities. Oh man, I tell you, yeah, you know, I know people make a lot about. You know, they, they say you know they just love their black coffee. Now I like black coffee in the form of. And I got a, you know, a weakness. Sorry, I do go to Starbucks to get this nitro cold brew. You ever heard of it? You know, it's it's an ice, you put ice in it. Well, they try to get away without putting ice in it because it's a cold brew. I want ice on top of that cold brew. And like a little stevia or something, you know, just a little tiny, you know, just a little sweet. And I'm telling you, that is... Uh, that cold brew is something, huh? I've kind of become, uh, well, what I want to do is figure out how to do it myself. I, I knew a guy that put a cold brew in his bar. He had a, like a coffee bar, and he put a cold brew thing in there. And uh, when he served me some, he just was going around with like a pitcher serving people and a little, you know, a little uh, demi-tasse uh, cups. And I, I thought, well, you know. Um, that's good. But then when I had the nitro cold brew, which they have other ones too, which they add the sweet, you know, they add the caramel and the 
the cream and the, you know, I mean, it just, but it gets to be like a 300 calorie thing. You know what I mean? What I like is it's five calories. It's really just cold brew coffee, but it has a head on it like a beer. And that head stays the whole time, just like a really fine microbrew. So I'm, I'm just like fascinated. I want to, I need that. <laughs> Haven't really been excited about a coffee in a long time. Oh, bend. Okay, so I don't really want to talk about this today. Um, and we're at DEFCON, you know, we might as well say DEFCON 1. I, I made a little video out of my, the track you heard in the beginning was just like a really, all I could do because I kind of fell out of, I don't even know if I know how to make a track anymore. You know what I mean? So I went to my old friend Reason and started working on a little dub track to try to capture the feeling of, you know, a feeling of tiredness, a feeling of, you know, lassitude, you know, tiredness, a feeling of, you know, ennui, a feeling of like, I don't have any more fight in me, just get it over with, is my feeling. You know what I mean? And uh, I can't help it. If I am born into a place with such stupid people, I can't help it. And you go, it's not the stupidity, it's the wickedness. No, the wickedness informs the stupidity, increases the stupidity. It guarantees the stupidity in every policy decision made are stupid. Look at the policies. They're all stupid. Meaning, ill-informed, ill-advised, um... They make no sense unless you're a disgusting, you know, child-murdering, blood-drinking Satanist who wants to rid the world of human beings. Then it all makes sense. And so they're all co-opted. Anyway, this is Biden's nu nuclear war. It's on Biden's watch. And the whole time, let's just get down to it. Erase everybody else! What they've all been saying. This is what I have been saying from before day one. Before day one. And here we go again. I'll repeat it. Biden is, is, is going to use the proxy war in Ukraine to get Putin to launch on us. So the dirt's not on his hands. If he could get away with it, Biden would nuke us directly right now, today. I'm t I know that's going beyond everybody. But that's the truth. That is the truth. It's not, you know, Biden personally, it's that he's recruited because they know he'll do it. He'll push the button. They know that. Okay, and that might be the one thing he gets to do that he's all in favor of. Because he doesn't care about death. He doesn't care about Americans dying. All he cares about are his beach houses his car, you know, getting some money finally after he was like the poorest guy in the Senate. Now he's got the Ferraris and the beach houses. And, you know, he he's finally got what he, you know, feels he was chumped out of. But, you know, now, and all done illegally. Um, what's the FBI going to get? They're going to get nothing. Disemboweled. Along with the CIA, the NSA, the, the military, the uh, Pentagon, the whole bit. But Lloyd Austin, that's pushing hard this, I, I like to call him Darth Vader. 
he's pushing for it because they figure they can reorganize the world after the after the big you know um, the nuclear bombs going off is a ritual, and I I could look it up, but I think a lot of you are smart enough to you know be able to go back into Babylonian ritual and just understand where you know all the uh, they light all the nukes off and then they and then when they come up afterwards um, from their bunkers they see the damage then they reorganize the world in their into their new world order they were um kind of trying to do it with lockdowns and covid and you know the the vaccines would be more of a well and still a hard kill it's still killed already millions have been killed by the vaccines have millions been killed yet or not or is it hundreds of thousands Six and a half million people have died from the, the from complications of the vaccine, or they've had a shot and then died. Worldwide, the all deaths—we're counting all deaths worldwide. So, but of those, the majority are all uh, vaccinated. So, the vaccine plays a big part in eliminating what about ten to fifteen percent, just like what Bill Gates said about ten to fifteen percent of the global population was what they were aiming for, and they got looks like they. They got their number, right? Oh, they don't broadcast the deaths. But, you know, we already have the Holocaust. You see, you see, you you know, you can't take that attitude. Oh, let's, you know, keep a positive attitude. The Lord can do it and all this. Wait a second now. You can't have it both ways now. You cheat when you do that. There's already been a Holocaust. On our watch, but we didn't acknowledge it. We kept saying, hope in the Lord to stop this thing before it's wrong. It's already been. It's already going on. It's already been. It's already going on. And hundreds of thousands are dying every other day in the third world mainly from starvation and from, you know, in Pakistan, from Taliban and from, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's been an ongoing thing. But the, the, the jab, uh, we, you know, and how much more could we have warned? Do you know that today, despite all the information that's out there, they're still insisting that you get fully vaccinated? Even when Biden says the pandemic is over. Ever wonder why that is? Okay, so in other words, the millennials down to the Generation Z and the woke and the this and that, they get nothing. They get annihilated. And um, no, they don't get to go around bitching at adults and screaming and yelling about racism and all the other things they do. They, they, they get to be shut up, thank God. You know, I have to hear one more thing, one more of these brats screaming about, you know, whatever it is they're, they're grieved about. Every, every single person has a struggle in this world. And, and every life has a struggle in this world.
You have you not been hearing me? Oh, there was something blocking the sound. Have you not heard me? Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. We went 20 minutes without sound. Yeah, um, well, please forgive me. I didn't see that. The cursor was over my... Uh, I'm sorry. You, you missed the whole monologue. Do you want me to start again with another pod? Or can you... You think people can wait through 20 Only minutes? Three minutes huh? Only three minutes. No, no, 20. Well, I'm sorry about that. Well, what I was saying is just that, you know, Scott Ritter um, has resurfaced and, you know, is doing interviews because he's trying to explain in military terms to the stupidest people on earth in the United States, you know, why we have a problem. I mean, a problem that could be life-changing on Monday or Tuesday trying to bring people up to speed to let them understand that Putin will launch, but then that's what Biden wants. because he does, And again, my theory from, you recall, months ago, I said Biden want, would, if he could, he would nuke America himself. And you know that. In the spirit, you know that. That's true. It's a true prophetic utterance right there. But because, you know... That would look ugly. That would put, you know, blood on the hands of an American leader, American president, which is a joke anyway. So he's, you know, the proxy war goes on in Ukraine and all the billions are used to provoke Putin into launching on, you know, Europe and America, you know, beginning with tacticals, of course, small tactical nukes in, you know, to defend Russia against invasion from the proxy armies, and while this is going on, people are cheering Zelensky on, who will be the cause of their death as a big hero and a rock star. I can't take it anymore, folks. You know, I just feel like walking down the street and slapping everyone I see as hard as I can in the face. You know, and just calling them fucking stupid retard. You did this, you killed us. Don't you dare complain! Don't you dare complain now. You've already had your way. You got stupid everywhere. You got to corrupt all the courts. You got to bring in the pedophilia, you know, which we warned about for how many years? 20 years. A lot of good that did. And people are acting, and here's where the Christian community is. You know, in addition to not making, you know, very good movies, The problem is the Christians are praying for the Lord to protect them and and to stop what is to come. Now, how could that be? How could they possibly... How can that be? I'm a Christian. We never prayed for it. We prayed for that when we were out front of it, before it came, and now that it's come, and millions are dead, uh, you know, we're praying also for the, you, you know, we're, we're lamenting the, the dead and the, and the failure that we've made, 
how come our brothers and sisters are still acting like nothing's come yet? I, I just can't take it. You, you know, I don't want to call people worthless. But and I, I, but I just can't see the good in them. I can't see the good in Christians in general. At least the ones that are affected by the TV and televangelism and, you know, all the church, you know, 501c3 stuff and the government and the, you know, the official above ground church. We're going to pray that we don't get into a nuclear war. We're going to pray. And I'm like, the, 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 you know, the, the, the horses have left the barn. <clears throat> that ship has sailed. Where have you been, informed and prophetic Christians? Where have you been? <clears throat> they weren't praying out front. Anyway. Also, I wonder, <clears throat> where is the guts to put a stop to the uh, New World Order and to the WEF and the you know the Klaus Schwab's of the world. Not where's the, where the where's the posse? Where's the marshals? Where's the? They are, they've killed millions of you already. Don't you want to? And the answer is they want to get on their knees and offer their necks to the guy with the sword rather than fight. And that's just not us. I don't know who that is, but that's nobody I know. I don't know. That is nobody I know. I don't want to know that person. And I understand that fear makes people get on their knees and say, go ahead and kill me. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, so Scott Ritter's out there talking. About the fact that Putin has issued this warning two days ago that basically says if NATO, now I've always said the purpose of NATO in the Ukraine is to use Ukraine to push at Russia. In other words, to bomb, you know, use, uh, you know, NATO bombs and, and advanced weapons on the Donbass and on, you know, the uh, Crimea and on all these areas. Not to rid Russia, but to provoke Russia to launch. Because their policy is, we can still win, even though Russia has more advanced weapons than NATO and the United States. There may be some places where they're weaker. But right now, Russia's been fighting a full-on United States World War III in Ukraine. You know, that's where it started. And all those NATO troops and all those NATO people and all the, the, um, the American troops are there with, uh, you know, putting on Ukraine uniforms and all that stuff. N nobody's fooled here. 
And to see these disgusting, dying Hollywood mummies cheering on Zelensky like some kind of folk hero. You know, I always hate, I've always hated Hollywood, you know, not hated, but I was always, you know, always preferred, uh, you know, independent cinema and, you know, I've always, you know, shunned the obvious that they try to, sh- you know, shove down my throat because I don't like them. I don't like them because of who they are. Not even what they do, but who they really are. What they are. You can talk about whether they deserve their hundreds of millions of dollars or not. (laughs) But uh, I don't like who they are because they hurt people and and laugh about it. They laugh when people are hurt. They laugh when someone's humiliated. They they make Marie Antoinette look like a uh, you know a humble person. And um, I understand there's another football game going on. And when is it? Uh, you know, another Super Bowl. And guess what? Taylor Swift is up for the halftime event. Do we need to see her anymore? Is there a purpose for her being anywhere? I mean, you know, she sings fine, and I, but I mean, is there a reason that she's been pushed? And yes, because she's a very good influencer, very articulate at explaining why we need to keep our eyes on abortion and not on nukes which is the whole purpose of Hollywood. And you might have noticed, and the other thing I want to say about Hollywood is, you know, when I say Hollywood, I mean inside Hollywood, the way it really is, you know what I mean? The way the people really are. I don't mean what you see on TV or, you know, the glitz, the glamour, and read and gossip magazines. I'm talking about the way it really is. And, um, no, I, I had my opportunity to join in. And uh, be a part of it, but you know, it wasn't me. It just wasn't me. I, I couldn't make myself be something I'm not, and and so it just. But you see, what ended up bothering me were all the suicides, and then and then how they laughed about the people that committed suicide as being weak and pathetic, and I it broke my heart. I, you know, I'm probably just angry because I'm heartbroken at the way they treat people. It's terrible, and they do charities to make up for it. You know, I mean, the rich ones. And uh, But they'll never make up for it. Anyway, my assessment culturally is that Hollywood is dead. And I base that on uh, business models. I don't base that on opinion. That, that That's not anything like that. What I'm saying is Hollywood is dead and will continue to be dead for the rest of your life. Hollywood is dead and it's not coming back. Which is a great thing. Which is a marvelous thing. Thank you. 
Lord, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because what that means is that other people all over the world will have a chance to make, you know, entertainment, filmmaking, music, whatever. And they are. All over the world are producers producing their independent content. So you're hearing from many more voices now coming through portals like Netflix even and uh, Amazon Prime or some of these other very broad portals. You can find all kinds of movies that are just like a couple years old, independent film, not much fanfare. You click it on, it's totally delightful. It's amazing. You know what I mean? And And these people are relevant today. Hollywood isn't. They keep using their platforms for propaganda. Propaganda. That's what they are. And all their scripts have to go through approval by what? CIA? Rand Corporation? You know, Chinese spies? <laughs> How could you ever get a good script? Emilius went up against it. He was a great writer. And Francis Ford Coppola and all those guys. You know, they were like the golden age before it died. And uh, Ben's is acting up back there. That's it, cage. He gets to go in the cage. <laughs> Got a couple of edicts for him, which is don't chew up the furniture, don't, you know, mouth us, and, and uh, you know, don't, uh, don't jump on Eli, because Eli is, you know, Grandpa Eli now. Anyway, thank you for helping me calm down. Jeez, you know, someone must have prayed. For, someone prayed for me. It's not me you got to pray for, brother, you know, or sister. It's yourselves. Pray for yourselves and me. Pray for all of us. Don't worry about me. I'm, I'm, you know, there's nothing wrong with what I'm saying. I am saying accuracy. I am speaking accurately. If I am sitting here telling lies, then I need to be shut up. And what I said about Hollywood being dead is true. It is true. It's spiritually dead. I mean, it's still kicking. And there's still people mesmerized by these Super Bowls and commercials on TV, and they still think there's some kind of future here. But folks, anybody with half a brain and half a prophetic inkling would know and who understands what the news has been, understands we must take a pause here. If we die, we need to prepare for that if that's going to be a reality. And you have to understand, they, the COVID, they said, well, COVID didn't work. Well, no, COVID did work. It is working. But that was never the end. They always planned. They planned for Hillary. Please recall with me. I mean, let, I know I don't mean to be insulting, but I just, I need to go back and touch some bases. Just, you know, let's just you know, humor me with this, okay? So let's go back and touch the, the Hillary base. Back in 2015, you know, Trump versus Hillary. And when Hillary was in a debate, she said, and when the president gives the order, the order must be followed. And she was talking about Russia and Putin. You know, and they were saying that Trump was in bed with Putin, remember? And she was talking about nuking Putin. They've been talking about nuking Russia all this time. But some of them, I I believe that they know it would cause the United States to die, too. I know they know that, but they hate the United States. I don't know why you would elect them. I don't know who Democrats are. I, I look at them, and they, they drool out of their mouths down. They stare forward. They, they walk sideways. They, they can't fill out a, a form or a sheet or write their name anymore. So it's, it's, 
terrible what's happened, but I mean, it's, you see, people get like that, you know, sort of what you almost might call a kind of a, you know, almost a zombie-esque catatonia, you know, where they're just sort of, you know, they're, they're dulled. They're just, they just kind of go along. And, um, you know, well, I don't blame them because most of the woke are planned to be replaced by the immigrant anyway. They're not, they don't want woke and they want woke to break the, to break all the norms down for the takeover, but they don't want woke around after that. No, no, they, they just want obedience at that point. (laughs) I tried to explain it to a couple of young people, you know, 20, 22 years old. And I tried to explain about Soros and, Gates and the WEF and the plan for the world and the Great Reset and and COVID and, you know all everything and all she could say was why would it be why would Trump be so mean to people that just want to tear down a statue I don't understand and I'm like oh oh my God you know, has this person ever read a book about history or anything has has this person ever filled out a crossword puzzle. Do you know what I mean? It's, 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 well, that was discussion over. They, they didn't know what I said. Those guys are all white, old guys. They're old, white Nazis. They come from the same group as the Nazis, but before that, I forget what they call themselves. Not the Thule group, but they're, they're uh, not the Illuminati, no. They've been there for thousands of years. I guess Babylon, you know. The Nazi insignia also, it, 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 it uh, you know, intones the idea of the Aryan superiority, the Aryan race, which the Aryans were in the Indus Valley in India, actually. And uh, But anyway, whatever the plans were for the Fourth Reich, uh, they're carrying them out. Germany won the war, won World War II. And, um, you know, the Nazis won World War II. And... You know, so some of the famous Nazi families would be the Gates, Bush, um, you know, a lot of the other minions, too, are also members, you know, in their own way. Uh, the WEF, one of their symbols they have is, you know, they, they really like their sex, having, you know, uh, I guess what we used to call wild sex just with anything that moves, but they really like that. So they have their, that's the rainbow now. So they have the rainbow swastika is one of the symbols of the New World Order, the, the, the Great Reset, or where they're trying to go. Klaus Schwab is about as white as you could be. He kind of looks like Colonel Clank at times. He, uh, he, he, he talks like a Nazi. He says he's ruling the earth. Uh, these people are not hard to spot. Harari speaks the same way. Uh, speaks about mass extermination. They laugh about it. Uh, in the same group at the WEF, you have Sad Guru. He's a, a member being groomed by Klaus. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been accurate. And I, 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 you know, at the end of the day, I may not have made much out of the Zeph report. And I don't think it was my intention to make much out of it. I mean, it was supposed to be successful. What does that mean? Am I supposed to make money? 
Well, I took donations for a while. I got some big donations at times, but then I felt a little bit beholden to the donor, you know? And I I felt uncomfortable, so when I had a chance to not take a donation, I didn't take one because, well, I just feel I was led to do it that way and to be obscure. You've got other broadcasters out there that uh, that are monetized, and the big one is Alex, you know, kind of fledgling right now because his you know they're 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 suing him from every in every orifice i mean he's getting pummeled and we'll see what they what this war is really a a big war so now they're going they're pushing the nukes because i think they just think well we can't make it now with america okay we can't make it now with america america it's you know they screwed up all the lockdown we couldn't get to the great reset from from the COVID, we couldn't, you know, get really rid of Trump. We can't, you know, it's America is, continues to be an ongoing problem. And so now they've met. We're going to have to kill America with nukes. And, uh, you know, so we're going to take and steal. Biden steals from your tax dollars and he puts it into the Ukraine, which ensures your death. Is there anyone that would like to stop that? Just raise hand. Do you realize that you're contributing to your own death? Do the woke people know that they're not going to be here in the future? And all their Black Lives Matter and all their racism and white supremacy and ending white people and all this shit they pull is going to be gone, forgotten, and along with the pronouns and everything else. I'm non-binary. Oh, congratulations, you made it. I will never have sex with a vagina. Ah, there you go. Now now you're talking. (laughs) Oh, I never thought it would get this bad. I never did. And so, look, we have to stop and say, Look what has happened. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us through that horrible uh, time of COVID. And thank you for all the people and all the doctors that got involved and, and, and our show and others all joining together to expose the truth on a day-by-day basis so that people could live. And then... Something happened that threw everything into jeopardy. The 2020 election was stolen by George Soros and others. And, um, you know, they rigged it. And uh, they installed Biden, who they knew would push the button, and who would bring the inflation and the economic calamity and the collapse. Everything Biden has done, by the way, has hurt Europe, and particularly Germany, now is completely uh, decimated economically. They are in what I would call a depression today. Now, you're going to see this going on all over the world this week. Now, can we please stop? When you want to address the Lord, please acknowledge, listen, Just acknowledge, I mean, this is a suggestion. I'm not 
tell, I'm not going to. I'm not a dictator here. Please acknowledge, though, what has happened first, because this idea that the Lord will get us through, the Lord will stop it. You can't do that. That's not fair. That's not fair. Something has happened. And now we're going to go to the next thing. And, you know, you know, in that context, pray. That's all I'm asking. Could we please have some truth? Okay, this, is, this stuff has never happened before. So it's just, it just seems to be evil to go forward praying like it, it's, it's a, a day 10 or 15 years ago. That's, that's immoral. That's cowardly. Yes, they've killed millions now and are aiming for more. Lord, and here's what we have left, our little remnant. They're picking us off right and left. Lord, please help us. That, that, that's all. I mean, just put it in context so that the Lord knows you're not a liar. Or you're, you know, you're not in denial. Denial means you're mentally ill. You're not mentally ill, are you? Okay, then things have happened to you. And you're trying to get through this. They've already done things to you. You have to say, you know, look, if you got hurt, you have to say, I'm hurt, please heal me. Not, uh, please help us, everything is fine. You know, thank you for guiding us so far. No, not thank you. What about all those other people? Lord, we help me to understand because I believe nothing but propaganda. Everything they are telling me, I believe. They don't mention any of these deaths, so there mustn't be any. I can't wait for the Super Bowl and Taylor Swift. Please, please don't do that. Please. For God's sake, for the sake of anything sacred, please don't do that. Please don't do that. At the very least, we should be saying... You know, we're going to have to make some changes if we, if we survive. Because we can't go another day with this. We can't go another day domestically. We can't go another day them changing language and opening borders and causing everything, you know, giving loans to everybody but white people and, you know, institutionalizing racism and, all the things the Democrats do. And yes, I said Democrats because they're the ones doing it right now. Republicans also work with Democrats. Believe me, nothing's sacred. Republican, Democrat, they're all bad. I just read a report about one of your heroes. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Right? Who, who now looks like she's a traitor. Looks like she just uses MAGA. MAGA? Who, who does... You guys do Q? MAGA and Q? Q MAGA. What are you do? They're calling her out on the... Uh, I think one of the shows, the Stu Peters show or one of these shows, uh, as being a fraud and being in Kevin McCarthy's pocket if you follow politics. Which, by the way, I suggest you do. If for no other reason to find out when you're going to die. Marjorie Taylor Greene? Yeah, everyone likes her. 
you know, and and uh, they're saying that she's a, uh, you know, it's 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 a big uh, fraud. Like I don't care what they say. I'm not into it. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. Like you know, here here you know, pretty soon that you know th- this shit's just roiling around and roiling around. Can we please just say objectively, Lord, this has happened, and Lord, they're doing this. Look. Look at the perversion and the abominations. This is what we all, we don't want. We've been praying against it, but every day we pray, it gets worse. Lord, could you help us to pray the right way then, since all our prayers get turned down? That would be a beautiful prayer. Lord, we're listening. What have we done wrong? Sackcloth and ash time, Lord? No problem, just guide us. It's moving too fast for us to assimilate. Yes, we acknowledge that many of your precious souls have been murdered. And we haven't done a damn thing about it. I guess none of us is very good. But could you please guide us? We still have breath and we want to do right by you, Lord. Where do you want us to be? What do you want us to do? What should we do? If this is our last day on earth... What should I do? Be distracted and then look up and see the the bursting explosion of light? Or should I be you know, helping others to get used to the idea that something like that might happen? Or is there another school of thought that says, if you think it, it will become that? But what if you avoid it and just say everything's fine? These people have been driving me nuts. They say everything's fine every day. And I'm about to be driven insane. Completely insane. Because what I see and what they say, like it's total cognitive dissonance. It's total dissonance is what it is. Not just cognitive, but cosmic dissonance. That's what it really is. And what what would have been the solution? Well, to not be born for one thing, but if I am born here, it must mean that God's putting me through my paces. He's putting me through a test. I better run the race of the simulacra as if to finish, as if to win. You know, everything else going on around me is an illusion. Whether it is or it isn't going on, we could argue about that. But my existence is no illusion, and I better do something good with it. Or he's going to be, you know, I might get punished. And I don't want to be punished. I've been punished enough. I want to, you know, get through. But in order to do that, I must acknowledge the world in which I live. And that's all I've asked anybody to do. Just please... Tell me what world it is we're living in. Please. 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 And how grateful you are that despite all those things, God has put us through for a reason. It must be, you know, to try to pick up souls for the Lord as many as we can before some horrible conflagration of nuclear war comes, which is actually has come already. Now, can we get a little bit ahead of this and say, okay, 
we've already had, we, have, we are at war. People, we are at war in the Ukraine versus Russia, which is Biden versus Russia. NATO is Biden, okay? Can we understand that? NATO is America. NATO is, is, is that lovely guy, Lloyd Austin, that you have all grown to love, okay? Na- right? NATO is America. NATO is Biden. Biden's pushing because Hillary was supposed to do it. Then there was an interruption with Trump, uh, you know, but he's half compromised with some pharmaceutical companies, obviously. He must be a huge shareholder in Pfizer. I mean, yeah, it's got to be, right? And then, no, no, I, I, I look, I have no, polit- politically, I'm an idiot. I have no idea who should run, who shouldn't. I, I, I enjoyed Trump's economic policies and his energy policies. I thought they were brilliant, absolutely brilliant and perfect. And I like the way he threw his weight around, but, you know, one man can't do it. You know, they came after him. And they shut him down. Going after Alex. They shut him down. Why did they shut Alex Jones down? Because the guy has been accurate for the most part. Not, not, all, not as accurate as we have. No, and people will tell you that. But he's been, from a geopolitical standpoint, that is not totally spiritual, you know. I know he says Jesus and all that, but it's not a spiritual program. It's a secular um, geopolitical truth program, which transcends Republican, Democrat parties. It's, it's talking about, it's really a war against the New World Order is what Alex has waged. You know, when he started, no one even believed there was a New World Order. He was talking accurately 20 years ago. And then people said, oh, he sold out. Oh, he made a lot of money. But now he's lost it all. The only reason he's even on the air right now is because some donor gave him $9 million. If that didn't happen, I mean, do you know anyone that would give you $9 million? I, I don't have any friends. In that. I do have friends, but they're too tight to give you $9 million. But they gave it to Alex to keep him going, and, and it, he burned that cash right up because he's in bankruptcy. Chapter 5, bankruptcy. I, I know a little bit about this. And that um, they're changing the rules of the game every day, trying to get rid of him. Get rid of him. That's the whole point. They're trying to figure out how to use lawfare and these suits with Sandy Hook to try to get him off the air, even if it's got nothing to do with the lawsuit. I understand, but they're doing it anyway. And um, they're cheating and they're lying. All the politicians right now are cheating and lying. The fact that murderous abomination Hollywood and their horrible, you know, corpse-like personas cheering on the nuclear... What they're che- Listen, let me explain what they're cheering on. Anybody that's in that position of a Hollywood celebrity would beg to have their fans killed. Now, I know you don't understand that, and that makes me sound like a real hothead, real nutcase, but it's true. Sorry, it's true. I'm not going to back up on it. And the reason they want... that they, it's, not, it's not like a focus, like, I want them killed. It's more like it has to do with the fact they don't deserve what they've got, or they feel. They project that 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 pain onto the audience, and then they blame the audience for giving them the pain. 
you understand? It's it's guilt. They they feel guilty and ashamed, and so they. Listen, I'm explaining it psychologically, so I get to explain my. I feel like there's someone out there like wanting to argue. You want to argue with me? Go argue with yourself. Go look in the mirror, take your fist, and smash it. And even then, you won't end the pain. Quit projecting on other people. I'm getting wild again. I'm having a resurgence of wildness. And that's see, that's what this whole, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to whistle by the graveyard. Yeah, you, you, you could be dead tomorrow. Okay, now let's move on to the next topic. So they they don't feel they deserve it. So they, you know, you know for this picture, you, I know you're only 24, but you get paid 20 million for this picture. You know what I mean? It's, so they're in that position. And they all do the same thing. All, all, all. They always have this guilt, right, that, you know, they got successful when no one around them did. Everyone's lusting after the success or them as an icon. And then, you know, they feel bad and they, you know, they project the guilt and shame onto the audience and then blame the audience so secretly and surreptitiously within their psyche. They want their audiences dead, killed. Tortured first, preferably, and then killed for all the pain and suffering that they've caused the celebrity, which they could never say because that would make them look like totally ungrateful if they were to complain, you see. And so because they've been muzzled, again, they're mad at their audience. Every pop singer will tell you the same thing secretly, deep down. I think Ariana Grande loved that terror attack in, where was it, France, where a whole bunch of people died with nails, you know, nail explo- explosion with nails that went through a lot of people and hurt them all. And she had a couple of glib things to say. One, she said she hated America. Well, she's the next pop star. She hates all her audiences, not just the ones in France or the Americans. She hates them all. But she doesn't know why she hates them. It's an innate, okay, it's an innate trap that people fall into because to not follow that trap takes a lot, a lot of work. For one thing, you have to overcome your guilt and shame for selling your soul. <whistles> had the system not been like that, I wouldn't have had to sell my soul. I was good enough without that. It's your fault. Your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. You're all white supremacists. You ought to be killed. See how that works? It's always your fault. Don't you get it? It's never my fault. I'm the abuser. It's always your fault. And look what you made me do. You made me hate all my fans. You made me do that. Look, I can go out there and insult my fans, put on whatever kind of performance I feel like, do whatever I want, when I want, hate everybody that likes me, and be an icon forever. Where else but in 
heaven could you do that? I mean, I mean hell. <laughs> so they hate the fans. And that's, you know, true of also lesser degree actors. And I don't think writers really have that problem. But I mean, that's that's what you're dealing with. And they put these icons out like, you know, right now the hot ones are like, you know, Jason Momoa, the Aquaman, you know, with a beautiful body and the sort of like, you know, Pacific Islander blended with kind of a mixed race guy, real handsome. Well, you know what I mean. Anyway, they just go nuts. Oh, Jason, Jason, yeah, Jason. You know, and I said, if you keep doing that, he's going to hate your guts. The Lord will not tolerate that kind of idolatry. Idolatry leads to hatred, folks. Idolatry leads to perversion. And I don't mean just, you know, perversion like body perversion. That's what everyone thinks in America. They're all hung up on sex, so they all... Right? They all really are ashamed of sex in America. I know that. And the more they try to bring it out in the open and pervert, bring the porno out, porno for kids five years old, how to give a blowjob, you're not allowed to touch a vagina if you're a boy. And, you know, all that indoctrination they're doing. Parents don't even care. The parents of America don't even care. All they want is to get rid of their kids. They wish they never had them in the first place. That's how they feel today. If you really want to cut to the truth, I'm talking some ugly truth here today. The parents don't love their kids. They're afraid the kids are going to turn them in for being too square. Okay? This was always the secret plan. You know, there are millions of kids that get trafficked every year that have no parents. There's a lot of kids that have no parents. They get trafficked every... There aren't orphanages to take them in. And you say, well, where are they? You know, Well, they're in cages and in an adrenochrome farm, of course. They're out riding trains. They're out wandering around. They're out being prostitutes. What else could they do? This was true in my own family. My grandmother had, had had to, you know, work in a brothel in San Francisco. Sorry to say that. You know, her father ran it. She was a kid. Four or five years old. What do you think she was doing? Passing out drinks to the men? Or something else? So, you know, t- it's tough, okay? It's real tough. But that's, that's why we are at this point. We are here as much uh, as, as a need to alleviate the suffering as we need a miracle to break through if we're going to survive. It's as much uh, like a value judgment that it will... If the humane thing to do is to kill them all, don't you see? To alleviate the suffering of the of the global cosmic co- cognitive dissonance and the all the lies and the gaslighting. Do you realize that gaslighting causes mental illness? Some people they can't ever get over it. That kind of pain and torture. 
There are people here today, millions, that will never recover their sanity back because of the way they've been treated the last two years. They can't, they can't imagine a world that they've been shown lately. They, they, there's no way this is like that. This is like a big nightmare we can't wake up from. But nobody, I, what's driving me nuts is that nobody says anything or does anything. They, nobody acknowledges that anything has ever happened. And if you do say something has happened, you're some kind of a conspiracy nut. If you say, well, there's millions dead. Oh, yeah, prove it. And so, oh, oh yeah, we're, we're pushing for a nuclear war with Russia. Yeah, prove it. Uh, Putin just issued a warning that, um, you know, basically if, uh, you know, NATO, who wasn't supposed to be in the Ukraine anyway, they're there. NATO in the Ukraine and Biden's proxy, Biden, 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 was Hillary, was Hillary, but then became Biden after that. When the, when the issue is ordered, the order must be followed. Anyone who will not follow that order needs to be out of this military today. What is the order? For nukes. The order for nukes. When the president gives the order, the order must be followed. Uh, it's above my pay grade, we can't stop it. No, we can't. But in that context of pain and fear and mental illness and upset and no future, just day-to-day -day death, we reach out to God and say, please help us. Please help us to not see this as some kind of candy-coated, lovely thing that, that you know the ship will right itself someday. Please help us understand we've taken damage, and we must repent for that. We must atone for that. We must acknowledge that there's been damage. Some of the damage that's been done, folks, is permanent. Permanent mental illness, for one thing. Permanent mental illness. There was a guy, you know, who had a political disagreement with a young conservative kid, 18. So he took his SUV and ran him over and killed him. Uh, they arrested him and let him out that day on a by noon amount of bail. And he's out, he's out free again. This happened a few days ago. What do you think about that? Because that's the, now the justice system. Is that okay? Something has indeed happened. And it looks like this was intentional, letting him out. He's being, you know, rewarded for doing a good job, getting rid of a MAGA person. When Biden said that, he declared war on the MAGA, the half the country. But in the Ukraine... Biden has declared war on all of the country. I don't know how many more sessions we're going to have like this where we're going to be able to talk about what's coming up before somebody pushes a button. I don't know how much, how much more time we're going to have, folks. 
You know, I, I, I don't know why someone would allow a Biden, this whole takeover of the U.S. government to occur. Was it Trump? Is it Trump that did it? Did Trump cause the takeover? Did Trump cause us to be where we are today? I mean, I, for one, I mean, it creeps me out thinking about him being another pre- president again after all the, 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 the fact that he screwed up the last presidency so bad. You know, he hired nothing but enemies. He screwed up the FBI thing. He got impeached, what, twice, three times? I mean, you know, I was, you know seeing a president get impeached over and over again. He's leading these giant rallies after he was pushing Operation Warp Speed. How's, I, I can't even imagine going to one. I, do you, anybody? Uh, what do you do? Just like, Mr. President, everything is, you know, I forgive you for the Pfizer. You know, I did nothing wrong. You know, I mean, you got to say Trump did something wrong, Right. Or is that another thing that never happened? So, you know, this kind of stuff is the stuff of the collapse of civilization, obviously, of nation states, of the world. This is the stuff of mass death. Now, I sincerely hope we don't have mass death. And, you know, daily I'm asking the Lord to help guide me. You know, please guide me, Lord. I'm not sure what to do here. I'm not sure what to do or what to say or where to go or how to do it. But I know this. When I approach you, when things are the way they are, I I get a response. When I approach you, not in touch with what's happening, not so well, huh? When I approach you, Lord with all the confusion and upset that people have put on me through their gaslighting and their pushing their propaganda and pushing their movies and their entertainments and their commercials and their and their culture, whatever it is, and they're saying that white people need to die off and, and they want me to keep walking and talking and consuming, even though I've been, just been told I'm, I shouldn't even exist. How is it possible for me to keep my head up in a circumstance like that unless I were to go into denial, which is mental illness? See, they want me to be sick. They want me to be sick. They want me to be sick. They want me to be sick so that I will be pliable. Just like the movie Society. <laughs> He's good and pliable, Your Honor. Oh. <laughs> Don't you see a lot of that symbolic sarcasm and satire was, you know, getting fisted to death? Don't you think that's a very interesting uh, choice? That movie was 50 years ahead of its time. Anyway. It's called Subversive Cinema. Cinema can be subversive. And uh, we need more of that today. Every once in a while something comes along that's subversive. But usually 
I mean, could you stand seeing, do you even believe what you see, like Bruce Willis on the on the ticket? And, uh, you know, an action film starring Bruce Willis. Like every month there's another Bruce Willis film. Do you actually stop and rent it? No, I, I don't even bother. I just move on to the next thing. <laughs> Bruce Willis and... So that's what Hollywood is up to. Making these Bruce Willis movies and and all these you know remakes and sequels and prequels and this and that, trying to capture success because the whole job of a Hollywood executive, the whole job of a studio boss is to have the hits, make revenue, remember money, that's the whole point. And instead, it's become corrupted in the sense that it's all about money for these people, not success for the company, but individual wealth grab, you know, stealing, you know, laziness, resting on laurels, resting on prior successes. And meanwhile, Hollywood up and died. It's just up and died. The glamour, the glitz, the glamour, the, the premieres, all of that was golden calf idolatry. Anyway, we know that. But there was something gracious about the stars and the the whole th- idea that somebody could come from nothing. I think one of the great stories is, is the Cinderella story. And, you know, played out in Hollywood terms. You know, James Dean came from nowhere. And then he, you know, right? And, and, and so-and-so, you know... Uh, uh, <laughs> I think one of, the, one of the only old school guys we have left is Anthony Hopkins. You know, how he came from nothing and dirt poor conditions and skyrocketed to the very top. You know, or, or stayed there the, the whole life. It was, you know, uh, made a, a fabulous living when guys like him usually wouldn't. Or, you know, we all love that story, you know, especially when we're dealing with, oh, he had no chance. And then suddenly, you know, he became a living icon. A living legend, and um, and then they take it, you know, then they, they exploit that, and, and uh, you know, it's become so derivative now. That I do believe it's done. I, I don't think they can tell a story that's really satisfying without sticking some woke stuff in there. You know what I mean? Even casting, it's like you know. Here's America. It's like 90% black. Well, I know that from watching the commercials and the TV shows and the and the movies. It's like 90% black, right? No? Oh, they're trying to shape it. <laughs> they won't live either. The Hollywood Towers and the studios and all the houses in Bel Air, Malibu, Beverly Hills, Homey Hills, Brentwood, etc., Santa Monica, they're all going to be like a flash burned up because L.A. will be one of the big places that's hit. And I don't want this to happen, folks. I don't want to wake up. Oh, we're closer to nuclear war. I don't want to see that on Monday morning, guys. Please turn it off.
You having an attitude. You acknowledged it existed, though. Therefore, you're bringing it into view. No, I'm not. I'm acknowledging it exists so we can bring it out of view. The worst thing you could do is go into denial and then start praying that God will, will keep blessing and everything's fine and don't look at that stuff. Don't look over there. Don't look over there. Don't look at all that pain over there. Just keep your eyes on the Lord like everything's fine. Well, that there's... We could do that, but we have to mourn the dead. My God, what what are we, you know, animals? We have to mourn the dead. We have to mourn the dead. We have to admit our mistakes. We have to repent collectively and individually. We have to acknowledge that we exist in a world where things like this happen all the time, everywhere. We have to acknowledge the reason they happen because people get away from God, away from truth, are not afraid of anything. (laughs) The pervert that has no fear, the sinner that has no fear, no fear of anything. There's a lot of them. Anyone that doesn't admit they sin is just, you know, and there are people like that, that they, they don't admit anything, and if anyone points anything out, they must then be punished. That's the abuser. If I feel guilt, I punish you. You stop it. Now watching you suffer, I feel good. See how that works? When you suffer, I enjoy myself. When America's hurting with all the gas prices, inflation, and jobs, and people getting thrown out of work everywhere, nah, me, Joe Biden, I enjoy it. I love it. It feeds my soul. Or Romney, or Dick Cheney, or W, or uh, Hillary Clinton, or for that, you know, or Bill, Billy Boy, you know, any of them, any of them, any of them, interchange. They're like, you know, they're not people anymore. They're like, like, like baseball cards. They're little icons. You put them up on your little, you know, put them in a little circle, put them in a pentagram, and then you know, take a take a fire hose to them. You know, put them in a pentagram and torch them to death. Just kidding. That's what they do to us all the time. Uh, No, we don't resort to that. That's not the way we fight. We fight, you know, we fight by, by, you know, taking on the sword of the spirit, the word of God. We got to go double down on God. We got to become spiritual warriors. We have to not be afraid when they're dying right and left to walk right through them. When you see the battlefield, just nothing but dead bodies, you're going to have to help clean it up. And it's the faith that people are going to see that. They go, why aren't you bummed out just sitting on the side of the road, catatonic or crying or mentally ill? Because my Lord is God, is truth. It never changes whether I'm living in a mansion or whether I'm out here on the street. And that's the source of my good, my bad, my self-esteem. I don't get my self-esteem from someone saying, boy." 
I could care less. But what the Lord thinks, I really care about. I get my self-esteem from the Lord that tells me I am fear, fearlessly, wonderfully made. That I am, my latter days will be better than my first. That I am magnificent. Not as a sinner, but in the, in the instance of being made. The, the, the core of me is that. And God made that. Why do you do that? For his purposes. Not, I have no purpose. I have no purpose. I have no purpose on earth. None. Zero. I was born. My only purpose was to find the Lord and accept that it's his purpose, not mine. And once I accept that, well, now I know what to do, which is just, you know, the Lord all the time. I guess today's message is the Lord wants us to acknowledge when there is damage and give all that to him. And how that makes you feel. You know, not, don't talk about that. Don't talk about, no, I'm going to have to talk about it because it's bothering me. The fact that we're on the verge of a nuclear holocaust, it's, I, I need to just say something. Please don't make me just you know, pray to the Lord to get us through. We've had a great day yesterday. We're going to have a great day today. Don't look at that stuff. Well, how much do I not get to look at? Don't look at anything anymore. Just a cult leader. Oh. So we win by the Lord. We acknowledge through the filter of the Lord. The Lord's purpose is the purpose, not mine. In that configuration, I can make it. I can look at all the dead. I can look at all the devils. I can look at the nuclear threats. I can look at the news. I can look at the people trying to make a difference. But at the end of the day, the Lord is my God and my steps are ordained by him, and they're preordained. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can do no wrong as long as I acknowledge where I came from and where I'm going. Where am I going? To the Lord, obviously. Where else is there to go? You know of anywhere else to go? We should pray something like, Lord, we've all fallen short. We've all tried to find distraction. We've all tried not to watch the news. We've all tried not to look at what's happening. But it gets to the point where we have to acknowledge what's happening. And Lord, we, we've, a lot of us have gone into denial. A lot of humans are dead. But we just got to give you all of it, all that angst, all that suffering, all that pain of brothers and sisters around the world and give that to you plus where do you want us to go? Lead us, Lord. All of it, a big bag of just horrors I give to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Please guide us. Your way, your will. Your thoughts are above our thoughts. Your ways are above our ways. We can't possibly know other than you guiding us. Please guide us. And that's the way it's kind of for me got to be. It's got to be like that. It's real simple. But, you know, that's what I discern today. The Lord wants us to acknowledge that <laughs> we're in trouble.
The Lord wants us to acknowledge that peace is with him. Success is with him. Overcoming is with him. Survival is with him. Oh, don't like my pronouns, huh? (laughs) I don't care what your feeble little mind thinks. (laughs) Oh, man, well... I tried my best today, guys. I just really, wow, an hour and 30 minutes? Oh, another drink of water here. Man, that wore me out. I'm doing a, um, not that this matters. (laughs) In case we're here a few months from now, I'm doing an interview for an old film I wrote, and Brian used and directed called uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Initiation. And, I, you know, it. I better go ahead and watch it before the guy gets here. But the, the camera people are coming today, you know. Getting us all, all us old geezers on there for a reunion. They've already shot Brian. They've already shot... Uh, I think they shot Reggie Bannis. I don't know. There's a few other people that were involved. And I, I remember, gosh, back to the set in those days. And um, I, I remember I had this car, this hot car. They they, they upgraded me into a, um, you know, like it was a 12-cylinder BMW 750. You know, could, couldn't really afford it. I, I just... Let him do it. I mean, I don't know. They got me buried in that car, but the car was great. I remember I put the producer in the car, and I said, now, I, I want you to see these brakes in action. And so I floored it down the street just, like, as fast as it would go. You know, and then I was going to slam the brakes on. Now, on the side of me are how, little houses and little cars parked. I, I think we used some kind of a, maybe it was an old warehouse on Culver City. I don't even know where it was, where the set was. But, um, you know, was it's obviously a set, but it's, you know, there's a lot of sets like that in LA. And I slammed the brakes on, and the car did not move left to right. I mean, it's a 12 cylinder motor, first of all. So it had a lot of, you know, wow, 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 right? And then uh, slammed the brakes. It's a sedan. It's a big city. You got a lot of room in the back, and, you know, it's a sedan. Slammed the brakes on, and it just went straight. And stopped. And he goes, oh, I want one of the, I want this. I want that, you know, I, I, you know, house in the hill. I want this. I want, he was like going on and on and on about all the things he wanted to get, which he ended up getting. He ended up getting all that stuff and more as a producer. He ended up, uh, I think he won an Academy Award. Um, apparently he's on tape too. But I remember that. I remember those days. I remember another time he told me that, you know, Brian had gotten into like a catatonic state on the set. He was just staring straight ahead. He was overwhelmed. I don't know, maybe people weren't moving fast enough for him or something was happening, but he he tapped me to go in there and he said, you got to bring Brian out of it. <laughs> bring, bring him out of it so he can direct. Please, I'm getting buried here. And, you know, he's trying to produce this thing. Anyway, I think it. it what I'm, you know, I remember the script writing process and I remember how, we had a script, and then Brian always does this. He always has to come in and then, 
you know, just rewrite everything. It's almost like, you know, that, that you've written, but he's taking off with, and then I came in and did the, you know, like a polished type of thing on it. But it took several drafts, you know, to get to, uh, plus we had a story from like four guys that we had to stick to that story. And people would call this, the, the, the film, you know, like, like, you know, one out of nine, uh, nine stars or whatever they call it incomprehensible. You know, and all that. And I, I was so proud of that. I was, at first, I was embarrassed. I went and hide. I was like, oh, my God. I've, I, I do everything I can to try to do something right. But, you know, at first, I was hiding. And and, uh, and then now, I don't. I got to ask the producer of this new DVD. It's a Blu-ray. I guess what he does, he, he produces a Blu-ray. He gets the rights to do that. And then he he sends the cameraman around. He's got to interview everybody and then edit that, you know, and have the behind-the-scenes interview with catching up with everybody today who's alive. They're not all alive. And um, and uh, and then he puts the Blu-ray out. I said, well, when's it going to come out? He goes, it's going to come out around, Hallow- you know, around Christmas. I said, oh, oh, I see. Silent Night, Deadly. Yeah, of course, it's going to come out around Christmas. So, you know, oh, I really want to see myself. I'm going to try to get behind a desk or something. But, um, you know, what? Uh, I, um, you know, that that's bringing some humor to my something fun. To, and I say, you know, if we don't get there, we don't get there. But, you know, I'm going to do it anyway. So I guess my attitude is, yes, we could be nuked tomorrow. And it looks very bad. And I put Scott Ritter on it at the beginning of this to show you how bad it was. And uh, on the other hand, I've seen things turn around miraculously. Got 20 on 20 coming up pretty soon. We've got um, all of you praying. I just have to pray constantly because I'm always... Nervous, and I'm, I'm trying to shuck off the gas lighting. You know the damage that's caused me. Gosh, I wish there was somebody I could sue. I could sue and sue and sue on that. I guess the the biggest angst I have is I just can't find a group of people to talk to. You know, or just a kind of a people that share. Because see, every day I see new stuff, and people like me see the same stuff. I love to talk to them. You know, I'm. I see people say, what are you talking about? I'm going to the Super Bowl. I love Taylor Swift. What are you putting her down? I'm not putting her down. No, not personally. I'm not, personally, I don't care. I, you know, she's fine. She's just another, you know, pretty face. I'm talking about everything that goes with it. Never mind. See, there's another never mind. All right, Kelly's up. I'm going to have to put on the Crumble Cake song because I guess that's what we've got. But yeah, yeah, we were here. We were. Scott Ritter told us to put the clock at one second to midnight on the Doomsday Clock. That's how dire he thinks it is. So I had to address it today, folks. It's not my favorite topic. I love talking about this interview I'm going to do, and you can get it on Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um disc I, I, 
You know what I think about the movie? I said I think it's the best of all of all five. They did five. Brian directed two of them. They did five. Why do I think it's the best movie? Because it's just you know stuff I get involved in. It always seems to keep going. I mean, it's weird. Even though, like on Girl Next, I got accused of being too avant garde. I don't think so. I think we. Were... You see, what they don't understand is we're doing four films called the Quantum Quartet. And so Girl Next was just a humble beginning, beginning to understand Lorian, you know, and, uh, you know, people just thought, well, she's a trafficking victim. And then you realize, no, she's more than that. She's not like the others. Who, who is she? So in this next film, the Quantum Realm, we don't really deal with her. We deal more with Heinrich and his father, Cerno, and uh, the fact that he's, you know, manipulating the Quantum Realm to get to get souls, to, to kill people, to... Uh, get his legs back. And he manipulates these four young people into uh, horror. And uh, and what happens to them in this, like, Eastern European sugar factory, abandoned sugar factory. Then we move on to The Voice. And The Voice really goes into, you know, about uh, the, the super soldier world, an apocalyptic world where you know, nukes are going off all the time. I mean, everything is crumbling all the time. Kind of like this world. You know, and with, with you know, people that are um, obedient to it and like blind minions and they just keep coming like zombies and, and all of that. And how we deal with that and then who Lorraine was and did she get pregnant by, if you know Girl Next, she had sex with Heinrich and, you know, it was actually normal sex. Oh, I know, it blasphemy. And um, she, can I say this? She got pregnant. Then the, the boy is a, is, a, is a chosen one. But you can be chosen on the dark side too. So it's, it's like, here we go again. And, um, you know, time and space and, and history doesn't matter in the quantum realm. Someone can be born and be 35 years old and their, their mother could be 25 years old. If they're, you know what I mean? The quantum realm allows for all kinds of manipulation of time and space. And, um, you know, and, and, and just the, the next one, The Voice deals with, strangely enough, ending the world on purpose because the world couldn't be that bad. Unless someone designed it that way. Oh, here we go. They want us to eat a crumble cake. A crumble cake. I like crumble cake. But not so much now. It gets everywhere. Wake up. Wake up. In the night. You can't sleep. Can't get it right All those thoughts They peruse Down in the darkness When you were used As fodder Like your sons and daughters 5G on the line We're streaming now Wild in time Anymore. I can't take it anymore. I'm 
but it's still a crumble cake, love. You see that, right? Still the crumble cake. Crumble cake. La 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 la. Echo, 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 ching.